Hello and welcome to That One Idea, a podcast series chronicling early stage founder journeys brought to you by WeWork Labs. Through this podcast series, we hope to bring out founder moments and journeys that led them to starting up. We highlight the humans behind the founders as they blitz through the 0 to 1 scale journey and transition their ideas into scale-worthy businesses. In today's episode, we have Anjali Sosley of Waterbridge Ventures chatting with Sarup Pandey of LOLO. LOLO is an app that enables live social experiences through games and entertainment. It's currently among the top 10 apps on the Google Play Store with over 2 million downloads in just the last year alone. Hi Sarup, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi Anjali, I'm very well. Thank you for having me over. Sarup is super excited about you telling us how you got to that one idea being LOLO. So thanks for doing this. Awesome. We'd love to start with where you were born and raised and give us some glimpses into your childhood. Sounds good. So I was born and raised uh, in Mumbai. So primarily, let me give you some context about my family. I come from a family of three beautiful women, my mom, my nani and my masi. Originally, the family hails from Banaras, the small village in Banaras called Rakhi Nivada. But uh, eventually, everyone sort of migrated to Mumbai. All the relatives, everyone settled in here. I'm a late 80s child, born and brought up in Mumbai, small place there called Ghatkopar. The entire schooling, everything was done there. Even my undergrad, everything. So proper Bombay boy in that sense. Great. Any powerful childhood experiences that continue to influence you or influenced you growing up? Yeah. In fact, there are two things that I would love, I can share with you. One being that this constant tendency to experiment and do a lot more and want to be a part of anything exciting. So extracurriculars, uh, you remember in school times, there used to be these competitions and these, uh, in our days, we used to call them Nrityanjali competitions, where there used to be singing, there used to be theater, there used to be what we used to call as mono acting at that time. And I used to play a lot of skits and characters. So there was this entire show that was very popular back then called Hum Panch. So I'd done this entire skit there. I was a theater actor back then. So I, I had played the Chachi Charsobi's Kamal Hassan version uh, as well. So uh, I had played Lalu Prasad Yadav, all of these sort of Atal Bihari Vajpayee characters and all that. So theater, extracurriculars, this was a large part of who I became, courtesy my childhood and this entire obsession about art, theater, cinema, Storytelling in general, that uh, using a platform to communicate your talent or story to a very wider audience. I was not as talented. I mean, I was the guy who was getting the consolation prizes in all of those competitions. But it was really fun to do that as a child. And that was one very interesting thing. Second aspect that sort of shaped my present from the childhood was the support of uh, treading on this path, which was very, un- which was typically unconventional. I mean, uh, had the liberty to not pick up engineering as a career because the family was very supportive that, you know, I was more inclined towards generally storytelling, communications, art. So I went from a conventional background to went to St. Xavier's over there and took a different career choice altogether because that seemed very interesting. And I think that's shaped a lot of who I've become. Amazing. And what were you like as a college student? I'm sure being part of the cultural scene and being yeah. part of dramatics and I know you also were a stand-up at some point, but take us through your life as a student. So college, I mean, uh, amazing memories, of course, right? And uh, again, two really very interesting things that stand out for me from my college days. One being all of these curic- uh, cultural fests and cult fests that we used to call. So Saviors had this thing called Malhar. And uh, being a part of all those volunteering groups who would be there and do small, small things. So initially I was a part of groups which would organize, I mean, events and get uh, celebrities, etc. to come and perform. Did everything right from security to, I mean, Calfest organization to actually speaking and performing. So all of that. And second aspect around that was it really becomes about discovering who you are, right? In college, a lot of your you don't really know a lot about your personality until you interact with so many other people who come from diverse backgrounds. So that was the first time where I was meeting people from such diverse backgrounds and it kind of shaped who I am. So the entire love towards research, the love towards user behavior, understanding, a lot of the courses in St. Xavier's made me very curious about human behavior in general. And uh, I used to love, so I worked with an NGO called Akansha for about six months during my St. Xavier's stint and uh, that was brilliant. I mean, that kind of... uh, uh, really had a strong influence on me because there was a st- there was an NGO which used to basically deal with underprivileged kids' education. 
and working with them for six months gave me this sense that you know maybe not now maybe not right away but someday down the line i want to do something in this space and being a part of zavius gave me that kind of liberty so yeah i mean it was a very very sort of fun kind of an experience for me and of course you went on to do your mba from sp yeah. and tell me what is the biggest transition from being a student to you know getting into the corporate world from a student to getting into the corporate world yep so you know my initial couple of months dressing itself was something that came as a major shocker for me <laughs> because i i remember wearing skull ties to my first job right skull ties and very shiny shirts so from senzevias i in 2008 i went to godrej just pre my mba and godrej then nominated about 10 people from across godrej to iim indore for like a years program and i got among the 10 who got in there but godrej was when first i discovered what it's like to be in a corporate meeting i mean there are things that we right now take for granted so like when new people when freshers join elo elo i can sort of relate now to my 2008 9 days because i would enter i would i would lay i would have laid back and i would have worn a very jazzy kind of a shirt which now i realize that you know if somebody shows that picture to me i'd be like let the earth just open and let me just go in right i mean that kind of memory comes into my mind and i was in a sales job at that time right so coming from a zavius background different kind of experience to now selling real estate and consumer goods in godrej is a different ball game altogether sales also made me learn the art of how do you respond when you hear a no because that's essentially what you'll hear 80 90% of the time in sales and i that really helped because then you learn to get some kind of perspective you deal with you know what the response you're getting and how do you sort of uh tailor make your conversation or your pitch so that was my first experience then after that i am indore happened did my mba from jb and then yeah i mean after that went into through and through consumer fantastic after you graduated from um, mba jb and then png and then flipkart take us like through that roller coaster ride jb right i did two internships there very interestingly i did one in city uh, that was in consumer banking I mean loved the internship but knew that I didn't want to be in this space I want to be in FMCG I want to be in a more matlab I want to be on ground I want to be selling stuff or making trade plans I used to see these ads on TV and I was like I want to be the guy who makes these ads so brand manager wala job was my glam was my thing that I want to do this and then I did a separate thing with Dabur I did an autumn internship with them I was like okay this is set this is what I'm going to do campus placements happened day zero got into l'oreal first I was like very cool so l'oreal management trainee stint that was one of the first times that png was opening up lateral hiring and i was like wow this is the dream this is what i'm going to do now gave it a shot got through got into png in 2014 spent about 2 years there amazing times i mean the exposure that i got in fmcg was just i mean went from street to street in kolhapur sangli went to uh, street again all parts of kerala typically north kerala so again i think that when you're put in situations where you're out of your comfort zone completely one of the biggest things is when you don't know the language so i remember going into shops pitching trade plans and the first day people having no clue on what i'm talking about whatsoever right they were like okay what are you saying use some sign language So the next day I went with cue cards. I learned what is one, two, three, four. I still une rande mule naal. I would go like this, and I would say this is one, this is two, and I would make my own gestures of take twelve packs, something like that. So it was amazing. It was a great journey, and then from there I realized that you know the e-commerce bug bit me, and I decided to sort of give Flipkart a shot because while it was two thousand fourteen, fifteen, two thousand fifteen. people still thought that e-commerce was very early in india it was still considered to be a risk back then right somehow again like i said the path less travel was always very exciting i thought let's give it a shot back then it was flipkart snapdeal two of the giants thought that okay flipkart is in bangalore seems like an exciting city let's give it a shot and then things just happened from there tell us about uh, i don't know if you recall but try to like tell us about the first time you met akshay at flipkart yeah yeah of course uh So when I met Akshay is when I was heading this category called nutrition. So I looked after the entire category, category marketing, that kind of a side, and Akshay would look after the tech product, right? So the first time we met is when we were de- devising a product plan where we wanted to start like an alpha model, like an inventory model for nutrition, and we were building case studies. It was very different because Flipkart was very focused on mobiles, apparel, and those categories. This is something that. 
would essentially incur pilferage. These are proteins and all of that. So you need different kind of storage mechanisms. So somebody from tech product would have to design like a lot management inventory system and all that. So I met Akshay. The first thing that struck me about him was that he was super detailed. He's very reticent in that sense. He would speak when he's spoken to, but thorough, detailed, knows his thing very, very well. And we sort of hit it off because while I would do a bulk of the talking in that conversation, I knew that whenever he's around, he would always make sense. And that sort of, you know, our vibe was great. And we eventually would hang out for coffee, we'd chill together. But this was all back in 2016, 17. That time, of course, we were not thinking of starting anything up. We were very sorted in our Flipkart journeys. But yeah, that was how we started interacting a lot. And take our listeners like very briefly to Akshay's journey. Of course. So Akshay is an IIT Kharagpur graduate. So he's actually the more conventional tech founder kind of a background. IIT Kharagpur 2015. Post that he went to Gozumo. He was leading a team. He was managing part of product, part of on ground, couple of other functions there. Post Gozumo, he came to Flipkart. Flipkart again, he looked after tech product and a bunch of sort of, he did two to three stints over there. So the two to three things that I could use to sort of describe him, one, super detailed. Whatever task he picks up, you can be rest assured that this is going to be broken down into absolute granularity and he will deliver on it with complete promise. Second aspect about him, he's actually very, like I said, he's reserved, he's reticent, but whenever he speaks, he'll always make a lot of sense because he's very calculated in what he do, uh, what he does. He'll take calculated risks and stuff as well. Third is, I mean off if you look at him if you just hang out with him off work completely then he's a super chill super fun guy really ambitious loves interacting with his close set of friends in that sense and i was very i was fortunate to be a part of that circle right so he sort of became my what do you call it like we were like an uh, yin and yang in that sense because uh, i used to come from a category product and you know theater that kind of a background akshay would come from tech analytics and you know system thinking uh, kind of a background so together we felt that you know we could build something very meaningful because we have complementary skill sets in that sense great and when was the first time or what was the run-up to when the seeds of entrepreneurship were kind of sowed in your minds actually so the interesting part is and a lot of credit for the seeds of entrepreneurship would also go to the culture at flipkart right so i'll give you two very interesting perspectives there was the first time that the seed of entrepreneurship came in my head was in 2015 pre flipkart where i had registered this thing called entry point where i thought that your yeah, entrance exams is this major thing and i want to and i used to go to all these your story text parks i would attend all these kunal shah talks I would ping him on Messenger and I would be like, yeah. And I remember him replying to me once. Uh, he just said one line. He said, Pandeji, bungee jumping banta hai. That's all he said to me. I didn't get it. I was like, kya bol rahe ye? And then I sort of, I was like, oh, okay. He means that take that leap of faith and all. I was like, oh, very cool. So I had registered and all of that. But that time eventually didn't take that leap of faith because I was like, okay, I have conviction this is a good space. But is it that good a space to leave my job and go for it? Not sure. And again, that time I was a solo founder. I, I had this idea, I want to do it. I realized at that time that what is the value that a co-founder brings to you, right? I mean, right from bouncing off an idea to knowing that someone has enough skin in the game as you do as well. Skin in the game is possibly the most important thing when you're starting. That time I felt that, you know, I can't go on this journey alone. 2019 as well, end of 2019 is when this bug bit me again. That time I was managing my mom's YouTube channel. And so it's called Swastya Sadhana, by the way. She's a yoga teacher and she does multiple videos around health benefits and yoga poses and all of that. So I did that and I realized that, you know, there are so many people who are getting into content in general. The supply in content is going to be huge. And she was putting phenomenal content, right? But I was like, why are we just getting 400 views, 300 views? How is this algorithm deciding how many views we should get? Why can't it become like a system where... A lot of people who generally want to see her, she's given that kind of visibility and she's able to build an audience. And that time I researched, I understood what Patreon is doing. I understood what Buy Me A Coffee and other models are doing. I was like, none of this is very tailor-made for India. I knew, I didn't have an exact idea what I want to do, but I knew that I want to do something in the creator economy space, in the creator space in general. 
Akshay had a lot of ideas of his own. He he had ideas around fitness. He had ideas around creator as well. He had a bunch of ideas. Again, his DNA is influenced a lot by his entire IIT friend circle, right? I mean, one of his closest friends is the founder of HelloFi. The other one is the founder of Flowbiz. So he would always tell me that you know my entire circle is this. So I know that I'm going to start up in the next few months. I would start up alone. but i love interacting with you so i want think we should be going on to this journey together what do you think and 2019 we just started bouncing off ideas the most important thing that hit us was it's not really about the idea at all because your idea is going to go through multiple iterations and changes it was about if you're building something meaningful it's going to take a decade of work like anything meaningful does right so can we be with each other can we go through all those highs and lows all those ropes together for like a decade and that takes a lot of that takes a lot of understanding that takes a very high level of eq and equation right and the fact that we went back together for years we understand each other was very important so people say that having a co-founder is like having a spouse right i don't think they're wrong because we go through those journeys together there is those many highs and lows those many hugs and squabbles all of those happen together so end of 2019 we decided that you know let's do something together i was in a very sorted state in my career i had just hit director at flipkart so i was like this is great but again the same point came in that comfort factor ho raha hai now there's nothing much to do things sops are set teams are set akshay was also in that same mood Well, like if there's a time that we want to venture, then this is the time. Just let's just put our papers and figure out what we want to do. We know that there are a couple of ideas in our head. It could be in the creator economy space. It could be in another space. But unless we have complete skin in the game, we are not going to be able to make sense of it. I don't believe in doing things part time at all. So, 2020 Jan, both of us just got up one day and we're like, "Chalo, aaj paper dal dete." So that was. It was literally that dramatic that you woke up one day and both of you yeah, designed. Yeah, we, we just texted each other that is today going to be that day. I said, "Yeah, aaj kar dete." So yeah, so I was like. चलो करी देते हैं अब तो मतलब देर इज नो राइट और रॉन्ग इन दिस इट्स अबाउट अ मोमेंट इफ यू फील राइट एंड दैट टाइम यू डोंट नो राइट आई मीन मार्च इज वेन कोविड हिट सो जैन ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी इज वेन वी पुट आर पेपर्स मार्च इज वेन कोविड हिट आई रिमेंबर सींग न्यूज लेटर्स एवरीवेयर ऑफ फॉर्म्स वार्निंग पीपल दैट दिस इज ब्लू स्वॉन ब्लैक स्वॉन व्हाइट स्वॉन ऑल ऑफ दोज मेल स्टार्ट कमिंग इन एज लाइक वट वीव जस्ट वेंचर्ड एंड यू नो वी स्टार्ट फीलिंग लाइक दोज किड्स हु आर लाइक मेरे ही टाइम पे बोर्ड एग्जाम का पेपर सबसे टफ क्यों आता है Why is this happening during my year only? For one month we felt that, and then we were like, "It's cool. We, we think we are in a good space. What we want to do is very exciting. We realize that in this creator economy space, this is not going to be something that's going to be interrupted or going to be impacted by one event or the other. This is here to stay. So when we had the idea, when we started building towards it in March, and then everything just sort of fell in place. Just wanted to ask you, how was entrepreneurship viewed at home? actually for anyone to start and i come from a corporate background i am married families well settled in mumbai i stay here in bangalore with my wife i don't think you can start unless you have a very solid support system right i mean it can't just be something that you rebel on and you say that you want to do it you need that kind of a support system so my family sort of always knew that he wants to do something different that's something that they were very clear on whether it's entrepreneurship whether it's something else entirely depends so they sort of understood when i said that i'm going to do this for them it didn't seem like acha kuch ekdam alag baat ho rahi hai that he has never discussed with us they said theek hai we knew sometime or the other you're going to have this discussion are you well set and i had planned financially i had planned certain things i was like we're going to be okay in that sense but i really need to do this to know whether we can pull this off or not and just something that i need answers to for myself and that's just a journey that you went through so my wife was very supportive my mom everyone was very very supportive in that sense and yeah i mean the family it, there were certain things that in terms of time commitment that they discovered in let's say march april that okay now days at flipkart used to be let's say 10 hour work days right now these are becoming 16 hour work days almost and the work is also very ambiguous at one point of time you're writing a prd at another point of time you're making like a mock up screen then you're calling up people you're talking to investors a bunch of things that you're going on in your early stage journey right so the time thing became something that they had they took a few weeks to get acclimatized to that okay instead of one call a day now it's going to be probably one call a week and these are sort of the softer things of entrepreneurship that no one really talks about because that's not very glamorous 
but i think that's important because your family needs to support you they need to be okay with these things because it's going to take a lot of time blood sweat tears whatever they call it so that's all true and the start of your uh, relationship if i may with akshay <laughs> were the adjustments to that like going from colleagues to you know co-founders actually there was a very natural transition in that sense because uh, the fact that there was always a messy relationship in what we did helped a lot because there was never something that sort of interrupted in each other's path we were in different functions so that was very cool in that sense when we came here what we decided on is that we never necessarily interfered in each other's charter unless it's a brainstorming kind of a discussion which requires a collective opinion in general and there was always a very healthy respect for each other's opinions because we both knew that what we're going to say is going to make sense at least some of the times that we're going to talk about right so that healthy equation helped the fact that we were doing something in an area which in itself is very early i mean you can actually have count the creator economy startups on your fingers who have sizable traction or something so we're like if you're going to do something meaningful in this space as an early player there are going to be things that will be hits and misses there are going to be these kind of functions we just have to assume roles which are very independent of each other so the entire tech data tech product side he took up the entire consumer facing ui design product thinking marketing growth are parts that i took up i'm naturally someone who loves hiring in general because i had built a very large team at flipkart as well so that's something came that came naturally to me he's naturally more inclined towards tech and data so that came to him so that messy approach helps because otherwise it just becomes that you know people doing the same thing more often than not and yeah i mean the fact that there was two co-founders was also very very good for us because not a lot of things would take time to decide one guy already pitches the idea the other just has to agree and then that's it who gets the veto when you're at loggerheads we have this principle between us that either i convince you or you convince me and i think that is very important because if you exit a room with a with an opinion that you know i'm not yet convinced and we are doing this then one of us has failed to make the case in a very strong way so i'll tell you an example of this right uh when we started off we were doing basically video with a layer of gamification which was through live games and gamification right that was in 100% core to what we were doing but we just listened to our users we observed and we were like hey entire creator commerce thing is some is a red ocean where a lot of people are trying bunch of different things but what we are doing with these live games what we are trying to build a live community around is something that only we are able to pull off and our users are coming in at 8 pm 9 pm and substituting their youtube and tv times on elo elo why are they spending these 20 30 minutes on this app on a daily basis we heard them we had this discussion it was a very very bold choice right that you're just 3 months into this somebody could have said that you know stick to the stick to the plan for about 2 3 years see where you go we took a leap of faith that hey we want to go completely live we want to build these games in house we are not going to be developing it from someone else and then just you know lay, putting a layer on top of it we're going to do everything here it took convincing for both of us eventually we agreed that you know this is the right thing to do so i would never say that we ever had a veto it was just about genuinely being first principles oriented convince each other and get out of the room knowing that you're on the right path i think uh, good you brought up the idea iteration that you were talking yeah, yeah. about right that don't be stuck on that one idea but be open to and know that ideas will iterate over time and you've gone through that journey as you just mentioned Correct. you started off as like beauty tutorials a video uh, straight through to the video format and the content creation format yeah. and then you listen to your customers and realize that when you add a layer of gamification or when it's like an immersive engaging experience <laughs> engagement just like shot through the roof but actually take us to that those 3 4 months that yeah. led up to you guys deciding that truly becoming creator first and bringing in that gamification layer is going to be like a massive differentiator our problem statement remained the same then as it remains the same now that creators need a way to monetize sustainably from their fans directly that was always something that we wanted to solve for that solve for creator fan engagement that could be through recommendations that could be through multiple ways your solution can have iterations as long as you are passionate about the space and the thesis that you've built around decentralizing it for creators now in our initial version the entire mvp that i would call it we had these creator videos which would have affiliate links of whatever lifestyle products that they would be recommending and there would be games that the creators would play with their audience it could be a live quiz it could be a live musical chess we had just two games back then 
where the audience plays these games, earns certain coins, and then redeems that for shopping discounts, shopping points. So we had this entire gamification layer of content, commerce, and gamification going on between creators. But we realized that our audience is spending a lot of time in playing these games on the platform. And they were very different. They were very Bharat first games. So we would have Bollywood quizzes. We would do musical chairs, which was very, very desi kind of a game experience. And we felt that, you know, we are in a way recreating a kitty party or a society party experience for an audience by just, and internally we were thinking of it as a means to an end. But that could be the end, that could be the major thing itself, right? Because I was so immersive. People were playing rounds and rounds again. People were requesting creators that, hey, can you do a live show for this? So we had done both. We had done pre-recorded. We had done live. The engagement in live just shot up. And we were like, if we want to build a truly breakout company in the creator space, and we want creators to unlock meaningful opportunities to earn, there are conventional ways to do it via lifestyle commerce, other kind of things. But what we are doing in social gaming can unlock so many larger avenues, right from gifting to recommendations to actually building a live community of people who share an interest of socializing, have spending an entire evening or an entire time live on their phones. And especially during the pandemic, right? Think of this as a time in November 2020, December 2020, where all of these things were at their peak. And that was when we, that was when that aha moment happened for us, where we were like, Let's focus. We can't be running two, three. I think one of the most important things for an early stage business is focus, right? Because you have to get your priorities right. You have to be very set that this is the one thing I want to do. And we went completely focused on live social games and experiences. The idea was that we get no, we get really, really deep into this. There is user recall of this platform being like the equivalent of a TV game show or a society party or a kitty party where an entire community is built around that creator or host with these live games as a sort of interactivity layer. So we knew what Kumu is doing in Philippines. We saw what Billy Billy and others have done in China. We understood that this is a very large space globally. In India, live stream had not become that big yet. So we knew we are very early movers in that. So that gave us some confidence that this is a very, very strong market globally. We could be pioneers in this in India. Jan is when it became like this switch for us that, you know, we just activated that entire layer saying that we'll go very deep into it. And if you see our numbers, right, right from retention to our MAUs, everything almost 10x instantly because K factors got in, people started referring others saying that, hey, this is a very interesting product, let's get on this. Creators would start telling others that, you know, think of this, people would call us that think of this like Twitch, but you're not seeing somebody, but you're actually playing together. That's very interesting. And it's built for Bharat. So you remember uh, us talking that this could potentially be the Bharat the metaverse. metaverse. Yeah. And we said that before it became like the cool thing to say, right? So, I mean, that entire thing sort of defined our journey. And Janfeb is when we launched this. And since then, there's been no looking back. Oh, fantastic. Sarab, I have to ask you this question. Tell us the story behind the name LOLO. So while I would love to say there's this entire fancy story and there's this larger purpose meaning around it, it's honestly just... Uh, Two very interesting things went into thinking about this. One was that we knew we are in the we are in the entertainment kind of a space, right? So the name that we pick has to be something that resonates with everyone in India. We can't take something which is very traditional, boring, and it can't be something that you know you can't pronounce well, or uh, it can't be something that could be offensive to someone. So few checks were in mind. We were very obsessed about the words words like TikTok and others, which have just become like. They just define pop culture for an entire generation, right? I mean, are you on TikTok? Are you on these kind of uh, platforms? We said that when we are building a product, the name has to resonate with someone like that. That's when, and then the real story starts. This was the thought behind it. And the real story was that we were at this party where there was this song that was playing, Ole, 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 Jab bhi koi ladki dekho, mera dil bole, Ole. There was a DJ playing this song. And everyone's tipsy and me and Akshay there. I was like, we kept saying Ole, Ole like 20 times as if it's a tongue twister. And when you say it 20 times, suddenly the words start coming out of my elo, elo, And that started being pronounced, right? I told you, yeah, this sounds nice also. It's like, okay, but uh, is this must be taken. That was the first thing we thought that, yeah, ye naam to taken hi hoga. I mean, this is a six letters thing. This will definitely be taken. Turan, the entrepreneurial instincts came over. We were like, let's go to GoDaddy and see if this domain is available. Went there, saw this available, done. Asked five friends around, asked everyone else. I was like, how do you... What do you think if a company comes in with this name, Elo, Elo, what would it be about? 
everyone gave something like this must be very quirky this must be something around i don't know this must be something entertainment is this music is this something around rap beat is it i said okay no one's giving any very conventional answer that this is a shop or this is you know video something very basic i said yaar ye naam to bade acha lag raha hai it's kicking waited till next day because we were like i hope this is not one of those things that we do and then next day we feel uh, no we felt very strongly about it the next day as well that's when we registered the domain the other back story around this is i also play chess in elo score in chess is essentially a competitive score so you're like okay it means something good in general as well and it's something fun not offensive at all so that was the entire idea it was a playful play around this entire name and you know talking about fun and clean entertainment and we've had this conversation earlier as well yep. lol has always kind of stayed true to having fun with like family and friends right Correct. and to always appeal to wider audiences not just like tier a etc so from from the very early days you've been like vernacular multilingual clean family and friends uh, fun live entertainment uh, but take us through you know given the umpteen number of other live apps that we see today especially in the short video format was this a conscious decision was it organic from what you heard from your users it was actually a very conscious decision and only got reinforced by what we heard from our users the one very primary reason around this is that when we set out to build what we are building right it was very important that we are recreating something which is already enjoyed offline kitty parties society parties game shows are things that families essentially enjoy families groups of people collect in a living room or in a party and they enjoy so the entertainment ka digital version cannot be isolated it has to replicate the same kind of an experience so we said that okay with that prime of ac being said we will need to place double the number of efforts on moderation on ensuring that you know all of these things are taken care of so that our family can actually truly enjoy the entire experience the way we wanted it to be uh, wanted to be enjoyed so a very conscious call the product interventions that went on to this were learnings which we got through user behavior and feedback so for example comment moderation we got an entire python library built in around anything which could be deemed to be a cuss word or anything which could be deemed to be offensive in any language so to say and then giving creators a lot of power because if you really think of what eloelo is doing we are elevating creator fan engagement to another level altogether right i mean we are building a game layer on top of it as an interactivity where their interactions are you know at the center of this entire conversation so we wanted creators to have power around this entire setting so whether you want to invite a user onto a multi video chat or ask somebody to leave whether you want to block a user or a comment so we came up with this thing we are all marvel fans internally we came up with this icon on the app called thanos switch which gives every creator the power to you know take any action so you want to you know moderate a particular user you want to start a new live and live all of those actions get controlled through that so productizing it came through a lot of user iterations and feedback but the intent was very conscious to build it for family audiences for that kind of entertainment because the de facto thesis is that we wanted to be the live video destination for bharat to hang out at the very least right so that's what we really want to do it spoke very nicely about your journey from the initial beauty video recommendation days to bringing in a gamification layer driven largely by most of your audiences coming and playing beauty related quizzes on the app yep and now you uh, you know you're moving towards becoming like a full fledged mobile entertainment platform and live entertainment correct at the heart of all this is of course the hosts or the creators and every experience on lolo is about uh, you know it's being moderated live by a host or a creator help our listeners understand like the wide like spectrum of creators that come onto the app and that host both games as well as entertainments and uh, entertainment experiences and of course I would want you to pick a few of your favorites as well awesome i think this is one of my most favorite questions in general so let's look at the entire creator universe that we have and the way i would divide it into is three segments right the first segment is folks who are i mean in fact even before we go into the segment let's take a uh, macro view of the creator space in general so roughly the math is that there should be about 8 to 10 million content creators in general in india of which about 2 to 3 million want to do this full time very seriously and the rest are sort of nudging towards it as a pastime if they had the means and the wherewithal and the financial stability they would love to be doing this full time so a global survey indicated that 75% of now teenagers want to be professional youtubers so that being said we realized that the creator space in india which is very relevant to us 
can be divided into three cuts. One being your entertainers and most of them being niche entertainers, right? These are people who have a particular, I maybe a better way to define them would be talented performers, people who have a particular talent or a skill set to showcase. Here we have people who are caricature artists, people who are singers, musicians, someone who has a very unique talent. Like for example, there's a guy who just comes live certain days at 1pm and does these fast chicken wings eating kind of live streams where he's just eating quickly and he's recording that live show for his people. This is just amazing content, right? To watch. There's a guy called Vishal Cap King who's so interesting because he does a live cap flip kind of an entire scene. And when I first saw it, it just blew my mind because when you see it on a short video, it seems rehearsed. But on live, it's authentic, it's real, it's very meaningful suddenly. So that became very interesting. And these are all your talented performers, right? So uh, these are guys who need, who essentially have high talent. They're a little low on audience and they need a platform to showcase, build real meaningful connections with their fans and followers who from whom they can eventually monetize as well and have this as a sustainable uh, sort of a livelihood. So caricature artists, one of my favorites is this guy called Jack. And what he does essentially is that he goes live, he just draws sketches live and then he'll show it to the audience. He'll play his own version of Pictionary. He'll guess it, people will guess it midway through comments. He gave us an idea to build the live Pictionary game itself, so to say. So that becomes like an entire segment around talented performers and I would say about 25% of the entire creator base is that. There's a center which is the entertainers and content creators in general. Now, these are guys who are just great at holding conversation, who are who love being in front of a camera, who love sort of engaging an audience. And they need tools to take a live experience to the next level. And these tools are right from AR filters to actual games in between lives to sort of have context. Because now if you think of lives on an Instagram or a YouTube, it's very complex. Unless you're just so talented that you can hold a conversation for an hour, you need something to engage your audience. So a game, a tool, you know, some kind of polls, all of that make it very, very interesting. So here there are interesting examples. There's the entire family called the Kukreja family that comes live on Elo. The mother, Rachna Kukreja, she does live streaming around food. It's brilliant and very, very interesting. So she'll someday cook live pasta and she'll stream from her kitchen. Someday she'll talk about recipes. Interestingly, she's been with us from the start. From the day we started, she's been with us. Then gradually her daughter came on the platform. She's just a general great entertainer, a conversationalist called Anna. She has about 12,000 followers on Instagram. A lot of them are now on Elo Elo following her. But on Elo Elo, she's actually built her own live community. She now has close to about 60,000 followers on Elo Elo alone. And for an app which is very young, which has just about 2 million users, think of it as one creator having 60,000 followers, right? That's so amazing. And now her brother is also live on the app. So he also streams, he plays games. So this is an audience base which comes, they use games as a means to engage their audiences. They may not be performers, but for them games, filters, having all of these gifting and live chat and multi-video tools. So we do something called as player knockouts between them where two creators are, you know, sharing the video and they are chatting with each other. So all of that becomes like really relevant for the second base. The third base is where what we call as stars or your macro influencers in general. These are people who are very high on audience. They may not have an individual kind of skill set, but they are very entertaining in general. And this is this is great for us because that lends more trust to the platform that, you know, so we had a Kiku Sharda who came live on the platform on the 15th of August and he hosted a live Tambola where close to about, I remember back then, but 4,500 people had joined in one go. That became like our version of like a, a big billion day or our version of this singles day, whatever some may call it that, you know, testing our systems, that kind of concurrency. Very recently, we had Surbhi Samriddhi. So they are popularly referred to on TV as Chinky Minky, who are two sisters who just come on live and they just perform, they sing, they dance, they chat with their audiences. So they came. They have 9 million followers on Instagram. One story and suddenly on that day, our systems really spike. So we had Beauty Khan, we had certain others. So on the 30th of December, we have Sapna Chaudhary who's coming live on the app. So about 4-5% of our entire creator base would be these stars or entertainers who are coming here because it's a different means of communicating with their fans altogether. And they love exploring newer and newer formats. So for them, Elo Elo becomes like this Bharat metaverse, so to say, where they are taking their engagement with their fans to a different level through games and other tools that are built in. 
And just for that middle layer that you said, which is basically what you could call like creator novices or even aspiring yeah. creators who come to LOLO to use that digital playbook and toolkit and the templates that you so easily make them, uh, you know, familiar with and take them to that journey of becoming a creator themselves, right? What are what are their aspirations? You think from the platform, like what kind of journeys can they expect for themselves uh, coming on to LOLO, and what does LOLO signify? in their own like aspirations and ambitions. Amazing. So having interacted with a lot of them in person, so I have my own sort of WhatsApp groups with a lot of the creators where every time we launch something new or we want to get real first-hand feedback, we talk to them, right? A couple of things really struck us. One is that almost 80-90% of this middle layer wants to be in the creation or content space full-time. But right now they are doing something else as a side hustle because they want to facilitate as a, you know, be a provider to the entire family. Most of them are very young. So about 75% of our creators come from non-metro backgrounds. About 80% of them are female. So think of the diversity that is already there on the platform, right? A lot of them, for them, Elo Elo, the first aspect, like I said, is, is there a potential way in future where... This becomes a means of, you know, engaging with my fans, also a means of livelihood where there are no ads, there are no commerce sales, but just me interacting directly with my own live community, them gifting, rewarding me for me being what I am, a very authentic self of my personality. So that which facilitates them to do more of this and that becomes an impetus for them to keep going in the space, right? That's one. Second is that uh, a lot of the content creators, the default Cho uh, choice that they have taken is to take the path less treaded, right? So when you do that, you want to experiment, you want different choices, you want different things. So for them, this entire concept of coming live, hosting games, gives them this entire TV show host vibe. And if you think of it, the 1.0 creators of Bharat were these guys. So you see your Anu Kapoor's, you see your Mohit Kapoor, you see your Derek O'Brien's of the world, you see your RJ's, your Nikhil Chinappas and all of that, right? We've grown up listening to all of these guys. That was your 1.0 creator. Now these 2.0 or 3.0 content creators suddenly feel like hosts or TV show anchors, so to say. And they love the format that, you know, I'm being very authentic. I'm able to invite some of my fans on stage as well to share the video. I'm able to com reply to their comments. I'm able to chat. I'm hosting a game experience. So for that one hour in my life, I'm a superstar where there are these 500, 600 people who've come to my own sort of, I call it being in their universe because... My Bollywood quiz is my universe. You're coming in. I'm hosting that kind of an experience for you. So they look to Iloilo for that kind of an experience that, you know, I have no other platform where I'm able to connect with my fans in such an authentic manner anywhere apart from Iloilo. So these two aspects sort of is what I believe our major content creators are looking to. Great, fantastic journeys, I would say. And just on the other side of the spectrum, like what gives you like shivers and sleepless nights? What's been the hardest part of this journey for you? The shivers and sleep. So to be honest, a lot of things that we are doing don't have a playbook, right? There is no, there is no global playbook that we can just sort of drag drop and say that this is what we are building because someone's figured this out. We are not building the conventional games or conventional streaming, which is already there on your phone. We don't even have developers who are going to come in. And to be very honest, Akshay and I are not don't come from a game background if you think of it like we've been talking to some of our friends and they were like yeah how did it's fine he's from tech pro and you're from product and marketing that's fine how did you guys get into this game space and that still makes us look back in perspective we're like okay now we've built this we've built 15 games now on the platform every time there's a new game it gives me shivers because it's something that has never been done so i'll give you a very i'll give you an interesting example we recently launched this game called tol mol ke bol right it's suddenly the number two game after Tambola on the app in terms of popularity, where all the creators have to do is they click a button, a particular SKU will come on screen with a hint for an audience. And the SKU could be something every day, right? It could be a Jira powder. It could be a Maggie. It could be a Rin bar. It could be a Cadbury chocolate. And all the audiences have to do is guess the price of it. And now imagine developing this game from scratch. And we are not building like conventional games that you play as single player or multiplayer it's built on top of a live stream layer with chat and gifting added. So the tech complexity aside from the product complexity itself is huge. So that has always given me sleepless nights that, you know, a new game has come in. Will the audience adopt, you know, adapt to this? Will they like it? Will this become a part of 
their daily life that you know every day at 2 pm so many homemakers are now coming to elo elo to play this tol mol ke bol or every day 9 pm the entire country is tuned in to play tambola on elo elo so that gives me a lot of shivers but so far i mean fingers crossed that's worked out very well and i hope that sort of continues great and you're also like beginning to build like a large team right and of course with um, akshay and you you've worked in some incredible companies and startups yourself but what kind of company culture do you see yourself setting for the larger team so my general perspective around culture is i mean what is globally also known right culture is what people do when no one's around right i mean the actions and the choices that you make when you're not being watched is essentially your culture so if i were to sort of define what the ethos we look at when we are building and we still i would say early in the journey to even be very sure of whether this is culture or what else are the choices but very inspired in two ways one from my previous companies and journeys both mine and akshay so png flipkart these are companies which are very very high on culture values and people values right second being that as an early stage startup we have to mold those things to more actionable principles that our team and our uh, you know everyone really understands and activates on a daily basis so three things that sort of we really value is number one being ownership and that whatever you do whatever task you've taken up you don't need to be micromanaged you will own it end to end and you know you will be responsible for this whether it works doesn't work it's absolutely fine but absolute ownership is the first aspect that is very important for us the second aspect is curiosity so as an early stage startup which is actually defining the rules curiosity is one of the most important things so when you see a new product when you see a new behavior type that is emerging or you see people chatting in a different way a new language that is becoming more popular you have to be curious to dig down that rabbit hole go deeper and deeper research a lot see if there's something potentially big here build a small poc and then sort of take it from there so curiosity followed by sorry ownership followed by curiosity and the third aspect is this bias to action right i mean genuinely being action oriented because a lot of times for an early stage startup i would say that strategy is possibly only 5% of the entire thing most things die at the whiteboard right i mean more things have died there than anywhere else so i mean a lot of ideas ultimately need to go from there to on ground on the app being practiced and being very open to failure whenever you do that so bias to action comes with readiness for failure as well so these three aspects are what we sort of really value whenever we look for someone who we are hiring we look for some kind of the kind of questions that we would ask would typically be behavior questions where we want to understand a particular incident or something where some of these value systems have been demonstrated in your past so these three is what i would sort of call as our culture systems and your own uh, you know personal scale up journey as a founder sort of like If I have to take you back and ask what your day looked like, say in months zero to three, like the early days of LOLO, uh, and here we are today, like almost twenty months yeah. later, how do you think you've scaled as a founder? So my months zero to three were—it's a haze right now, to be honest, and I think that must be true for a lot of early stage founders because it's all like a mishmash of hundred things that happened at that point of time. I mean, of course. A, memorable part of it were our fast forward conversations but in general life over there was right from one afternoon we are writing prds and we are writing product specs to actually sitting with techies for the first time and figuring out okay what's the architecture going to be how are we going to build this learning so many new things because when you're at flipkart you know that something deep and immersive is being built but unless you're doing it yourself you don't have that kind of an idea what it's like to actually be on the firing line right so we got that in the initial months i was managing an instagram page at that time a facebook page putting content on our own figuring out bd with others because we were initial when we launched your bootstrap and we want to just extract some value from our partners that hey you know give us a shot we're going to build something really big in this space so right from talking to live stream partners to web service providers to everyone so that entire designers i mean that time it was just about doing everything because it was team of akshay i one guy in tech and one guy in bd four of us so one would be talking to creators one would be building the entire app i would be looking at the product marketing akshay would be looking at the data product and tech side is crazy period at that time now almost 40 50% of my time actually goes in talking to my team talking to people hiring problem solving i've i'm i've become a huge fan of reading what you know stellar entrepreneurs write so something navin tiwari had once written was that and i became a huge fan of that thought that 
solve people's problems and then get out of their way so that's very important and that's something i have learned over a period of time because you can't hold things too close to your chest and then expect that you know it'll get delivered you need to get out of the way when you've got really talented folks on board now that we have some super talented folks my only idea is that where where are you facing any blockers do you need me to orchestrate some meeting or to get certain people online you need any resources to pull this off i am there otherwise you are there you're pulling it off i mean now my team just gives me a update that you know here release has been pushed and that time i remember like segue to about first 3 months where everything is you know me and akshay doing literally every block by block putting the lego pieces together so that is how i think 50% of the time in hiring the rest of it largely being in vision articulation to the team and i would still say that i'm still very involved in everything on product and stuff but genuinely ensuring that the team is empowered now to make choices because now we finally have a great leadership team so we have a design head we have a product lead we have a chief of staff we have a tech lead so now empowering all of them is my sort of day and day out great and through this journey of the last like 20 months are there any like myths of this early stage founder journey that you want to bust or any parts of the journey that you think need to be deglamorized as well what is this entire conversation around you know is this the next unicorn or decacorn or what does it take for a founding team do you need uh you know these are the two one has to be from this iit and this kind of a background the other has to be like this i heard of a lot of things when i was starting where people were like hey you know talk about this experience of yours not talk about this experience i said i think the most important thing that one needs to bust a myth is being an entrepreneur should be about being authentic because you have made a career choice which is anyway unconventional so just be super authentic through your journey and i think people appreciate when you're vulnerable sometimes entrepreneurship is about just glamorizing your success like when we went through a pivot we were absolutely vulnerable right we didn't know whether this is going to be a success or it's some it was an absolute moonshot when we discussed with you manish back then it was like do we go through this journey is it going to pull off and you guys showed so much faith in us at that time right so that entire part of showing your vulnerability not just showing your success i mean it's great now we have 2 million users we are hopefully going to build 2 mil- 200 million users very soon but that entire part of you know choices which may or may not pull off are is one important thing second being this entire thing around this is how the founder should be this is how the founding team should be certain set practices which are almost like a drag and drop it doesn't really hold i mean as long as you have passion towards what you're building it could be a solopreneur it could be two it could be a team of four i have met co-founders who are i i met recently a team who are four people who are starting up and i found them to be in, the energy was infectious i mean and i've met certain solopreneurs who are equally excited about what they are doing so this myth about founding team founders is also all i don't really believe in that i think just be authentic really believe what you're doing and if you're really true to that entire vision then it'll show to everyone that you know these guys or this guy really believes in what they are doing and they want to take it ahead so that's been the major learning for me great fantastic do you have a favorite game on lolo sarab that you you get on to and like unwind so i personally i love tol mol ke bol i mean uh, i come from so i'm a little biased on this because i also come from e-commerce as a background so every time i see something i love guessing the price of it and yeah typical i'm very value conscious bharat consumer myself so i'll see this i'm like ha ye jeera powder to 65 ka yoga and i am the guy who's guessing in the comments and i am also playing that game second being tambola i really now like magic 7 as well so it's like this card based game card and dice based game that we've come up with but these three are like my absolute favorites so and any favorite creators or hosts so two f- uh, folks who are absolute favorites one being the entire kukreja family i mean think of it in this way right that uh, an entire family has come on lolo and they are streaming almost their entire day here i mean the mom streams in the afternoon the daughter streams in the evening the son streams sometimes in the night or in the morning so it's so cool to have that kind of impact that lolo is a part of their day's conversation and this is what you live for second is there's this creator called ryan very very touching story when i came to know and i attended a part of his live stream as well he lost his father and he was there a few days later he came on the app and he's now built a community of about 30000 folks on lolo and he was like you know when i was going through these lows and that gave and he said that you know when i was going through these lows i realized that you guys are like family now for me because you come to my live stream you chat with me this is not like a previously recorded video where i'm seeing your comments and later replying through that this is all happening real time 
सो इट्स ऑलमोस्ट लाइक यू कमिंग इन टू माई लिविंग रूम और यू कमिंग इन टू माई हाउस मी वेलकमिंग यू यू गिफ्टिंग मी एंड वी रियलाइज दैट शिट दैट मेक्स इट सो रियल दैट दिस गाय हैज़ नाउ बिल्ट अ लाइफ कम्युनिटी एंड ही अंडरस्टैंड द प्रोडक्ट फॉर वॉट इट इज द गेम्स एवरी थिंग बिकम्स अ मीन्स ऑफ सोशलाइजिंग मीन्स ऑफ इंटरक्टिविटी सो रायन कुकरेजा फैमिली दीज टू आर माई एब्सल्यूट फेवरेट्स but then in general i mean love all the creators we now have almost about 30000 creators on elo elo so love everyone who sort of given us that opportunity all right as uh, you know it's the it's the beginning of 2022 a new year always brings like new hope what are you most excited about and looking forward to this year i think what i'm most excited about is the sheer opportunity of live video becoming a daily part of everyone's life for bharat now where we realize that you know the wave that happened in 1.0 with short video etc i think live video is the next big frontier for all content creators for everyone here and this is going to be the biggest thing that has ever happened in terms of the entire indian entertainment landscape and i see that games becoming a strong means to that particular end so live video with games integrated i think the power is endless what i'm really excited about is diversification of ideas that are coming in we are seeing creators from all walks of life in terms of entertainment coming to lolo showcasing their talent hosting these games so i truly see us replacing the entire 8 pm to 10 pm prime time slot of tv and in some cases the entire 12 to 2 pm unwinding slot when you've had your lunch you're relaxing you want some place to unwind and you're here so i mean think of it in this way what gets me uh, what gets us really excited is paint your 24 hours on a user or a creator's life cycle and we see that morning there are these creators who are astrologers etc who are coming in they talk to people about their lives about their days and they also play a small quiz or something together then you have general entertainers coming in in the afternoon you have people who are cooking fast eaters and all of that coming in live in the evening you have game show hosts you have quirky entertainers who've come in pictureizing that day and having that impact on so many creators is one aspect the second aspect that gets me very excited in 2022 is to be a sizable contributor to the share of wallet and to the lifestyle of these creators where if we are able to sort of impact 1 million content creators very very soon to say that hey you can now you know pursue your passion full time you have to see this one platform which has helped you connect with your fans in a live real time setting and unlocked multiple value associates right from gifting to tips to so many other aspects so once that happens i believe a lot of people will come in and pursue their passions and i think that is very important for everyone if you pursue your passion you'll be happy in general so i think we will become like this entire happiness company so to say where users are happy attending these live experiences creators are live they are uh, you know earning they are empowered they are building these live communities that vision sort of really excites me where we become like this live social hangout kind of a space for bharat so that's what i'm really looking forward to and i really think listening to all these amazing creator stories that the next like internet star is going to like get discovered on and like come out of lolo really hope so and yeah i, I have my own money on a few of them so really hope that's going to happen and sir a final question is when you do that weekly call back home to mum what are you both discussing today i'm always discussing about two things that I always is cuz one is about certain highlights of my entire week right that you know hey i'm always excited when someone new joins the company so hiring is something that any entrepreneur would be most proud of because someone who has joined in it could be from any institute a fresher or someone from an has trusted you with their career and you're a small company right you're just about we're now touching 50 people very soon so for someone to trust us means that they really believe in the vision so that gets me really excited right and other you know hey someone joined me as chief of staff someone joined me as head of engineering she can feel that entire childlike energy sometimes second is i always keep discussing what does it take for me to you know be this product which becomes like a da- a daily use case for all of her friends everyone and we keep discussing ideas what do they do what do they do on a whatsapp video call and she would sometimes tell me that you know hey we were playing antakshari that day on a whatsapp video call and that suddenly got me excited saying that you know so many use cases around this could be built around the app so we recently launched multi video for friends and family to hang out for creators to interact with their fans on multi video so all of these ideas come when you're discussing with someone very close so that these two aspects i discuss and that really gets me thinking because uh, we want to build a product for bharat and coming from that kind of a background myself i realize that you know we are able to connect with that kind of a thought process discussing with my mom just drives that thinking even further 
Fantastic, Sarab. Thank you so much for giving us your time, for sharing your journeys, for being authentic and vulnerable. I think Akshay and you have a fantastic journey. The best is yet to come. I'm sure of that. And I think today, from your story and this podcast, you have inspired not just founders, but uh, I'm I'm sure a whole lot of creators will now be like running towards the LOL app. Awesome. All the very thanks best, so and thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great having you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to that one idea a podcast series produced by WeWork Labs and Waterbridge Ventures WeWork Labs is a global incubator platform that connects early stage founders and SMBs in over 150 markets around the world and facilitates streamlined networking upskilling and global connections for founders and their teams the platform currently comprises 5000 plus companies from 200 plus industries hundreds of mentors and benefits amounting to $600,000 exclusive to the labs community. If you'd like to learn more, head to wework.com forward slash labs. Waterbridge Ventures is a leading early stage VC fund in India, partnering with mission-oriented founders, building game-changing businesses. The fund invests up to $3 million across seed to series A rounds and has backed category-leading companies like Magicpin, Unacademy, Doubtnut, Chalo, and Citymall, among many others. With over $250 million in assets under management, Waterbridge also runs India's leading seed investment program called Fast Forward. The Fast Forward program invests up to $1 million in seed stage companies with a seven-day turnaround time to all founder pitches. Head to waterbridge.vc to learn more.